See now, I was looking in that into that, and what is the difference between six and seven? Some people say that you can't use anything higher than six point two two for accurate. DOS uh, seven. DOS seven is the DOS that's packaged with Windows ninety five and ninety eight. DOS seven was never available to purchase on its own. Okay. So what are the differences? My thought is that one difference is potentially since DOS seven was never meant to be a standalone that you don't have the same restriction. Hmm. This has been Tech Talk <laughs> with Grant and Zach. You are totally the biggest mark. And I have had the brain to see Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. And all these people are a bunch of stinking bums, aren't you? reigning United States heavyweight champion, Brett Hitman Clark. All right. All right. Hey, everybody out to there in, uh, in the world. It's late to the Nitro Party. We've been gone for a couple weeks, but we're back. And uh, today, we're going to be watching WCW Monday Nitro from June 17th, 1996. This is going to be the uh, episode, the Monday directly after Great American Bash 96. This show is taking place from the Richmond Coliseum in Richmond, Virginia, with an attendance, according to cagematch.com, of 5,638 people. That's oddly specific. Uh, it drew a Nielsen rating of 3.4 versus Raw, which drew a 2.3. So pretty uh, substantial victory for Nitro in the Monday Night Wars. And... Uh, Grant's here. Zach's going to be in and out. Um, he should join us probably halfway through for the for the remainder. So, Grant, any any uh, anything going on your direction? Uh, no. Uh, Richmond is fun fact where Patrick Henry declared uh, "Give me liberty or give me death" at St. John's Church in 1775. There you go. Did you just, did you just look that up, or I, did you have that knowledge stored in your brain? I I did. I, I that's actually no no no. <laughs> I did look it up. I was thinking that it was in Virginia, but I didn't remember if it was at Richmond. So there's uh, there's your U.S. history lesson for the uh, for the week. I imagine Zabisco will touch on that. So probably he's a smart guy. Uh, yeah, uh, Larry Legend. If you're out there and want to get on the show, just tweet at us at Nitro Party Jobber with one B. We'll be awaiting your response. We, we've got uh, we've got booze or Viagra or. Whatever a gentleman of your status whatever, requires. Whatever he's into. We just got to be nice to him because he'll stretch you. Yeah, he will. So uh, be sure to pull the episode up on the network. June 17th, 1996, WCW Monday Nitro. And press play in 3, 2, 1, play. We were talking about how, I mean, Nitro won pretty easily this week. Yeah. Um, the reason for that is... If you look and see what was going on on Raw during this time, it's god-awful. Like, it is terrible. Like, we're talking, like, Bart Gunn in the main event type shit. It is not pretty over there. I, so. need, I need to have a second screen with the uh, Raw from that night playing on it so I can occasionally give an update. That would be interesting to, just to see. Like, like the commercial break, because when Nitro went on commercial, he always yeah. flipped over to Raw to yeah. see what was going on. Yep. And then sometimes you'd get hung up and miss something good. 
like at this the the ones that I've watched. I mean, Steve Austin is the highlight of the show, but he's usually wrestling Savio Vega in the first or second match, and right. then you got to watch like the Smoking Guns and the Sultan and yeah. freaking like shitty Rocky Maivia before uh, he got good. Like yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. Like Austin's great. There's just not enough of him. Yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting. He's he's great, and then he gets injured, and then his in ring uh, kind of sucks. But but his personality and his gimmick gets so good. Right. He's good. He's good for different reasons. Yeah. After he breaks his neck. Oh boy. Um. I. You know. I. We kind of discussed this here and there. I've been watching ahead. I don't know what we're going to do in six months because there's not going to be anything to talk about. I know. It's like, hey, this is a pretty good wrestling show, guys. Yeah, like that'll just be the whole episode. One thing you'll notice in the crowd, it looks like they're still handing out some Hogan memorabilia. Yeah. Some kids got some styrofoam Hogans and some shirts and stuff. Not very many of them, but it looks like mostly youths yeah. that are wearing them. I wouldn't be surprised if the vendors don't... Uh don't have to buy that stuff and then sell it. So, you know, they're probably still selling off that stock because they can't just give it back. Tonight, uh, we are going to find out the three individuals who will be taking on uh, the the outsiders at Bash at the Beach 96. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Some reason Shivani doesn't intimidate me when he's like, you want a war? Well, buddy, you got it. He's not an intimidating man. No. I mean, he's, he, I like him as an announcer, but when he tries to be a tough guy, it doesn't work. Yeah. Hey, fire and ice. Ah, shit. <laughs> you get to see Ice Train's moose knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you Scott what, Norton. as, as over ahead. as the Steiners are, they get over even more as time goes on. We'll oh. see. Well, Jesus, they just throw people on their heads for 15 minutes. That's yeah. their gimmick. Yeah, it's true. Scott Norton just made an appearance at Wrestle Kingdom 11 a couple weeks ago. Yes, he did. Dude is over huge in Japan. Still is. Oh, Big Bubba. Mysterio Malenko. So we're getting some still photos from uh, Great American Bash, which if you haven't watched it, go watch it and then uh, watch our review of it after you watch it and tell us what you think. We'll tell you what we think. I don't remember what we thought. It was okay. Yeah, yeah it was a good show. It really was. I don't. Some people say it's the best ever. I disagree. I don't know what it is, but it's not that. It's just good. It's, it's good. It's just a solid, solid card. Yeah. So Mongo's a horseman now. Yep. Remember that? Yeah, we finally got rid of him from the announce team. So that's good. Um... Unfortunately, we have to watch him wrestle on occasion now, so that's kind of out of the frying pan into the fire. <clears throat> he will. He's a guy. Uh, he doesn't have enough time to do it, but he is a guy who improves a lot from from now until the last time we right. ever see him he, wrestle. You know, he gets he's incredibly green, and he becomes serviceable, at yeah. least. He's not as explosive. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have the pizzazz, but technically he gets as good as Goldberg ever does. Hey, we get footage of Bischoff getting powerbombed. Let's watch this again. I, I, I need this on a constant loop <laughs> as my background on the computer. It's honestly the best thing Kevin Nash has done in wrestling. 
Yeah. Well, let's not forget he was like the second worst drawing champion in WWF history. I thought he was the first. Who's I thought he, he might, was the first. He too. might be the first. I I really think which to his defense, nobody was drawing money at that time because it was nineteen ninety five. I like that he calls him the medium, the himself, medium, the medium. size man. <laughs> Scott Hall's like six seven. Yeah, like, no, he's, he's not huge. a small guy. No. Got some uh, nice bugle boy jeans there. Yeah, he from does. the outsiders. Here we go, whack. Oh, oh. Yep, too violent. Yep, too violent. You got to buy the paper. You got to buy the uh, the reshow. If anyone has ever bought the pay per view after it aired, I want to hear from you because I've never done it. I've never known anyone who's done it. I can't say that I, I. If I have done it, I don't remember doing it. But if someone told me it was the greatest thing ever and it's the only way you'll ever see it, I might have. But I might. But event which now you just. I mean, with the network. Yeah. And, YouTube, but even but even back then, if you thought it was going to be an insanely good event, you'd you'd buy it. I mean, we would. So I I personally, there was never anything that I was like, oh god, I better buy the replay. Stevie Ray. A lot of people get confused with Harlem Heat's music and Public Enemy's music because they start doing the Public Enemy arm wave, and it's for the wrong team. So we got uh, Stevie Ray, so this is due to be a technical masterpiece. Yeah, it is. I hope he keeps the sunglasses on. Versus the dog-faced gremlin, Rick Steiner. So, um, who would you say, I I mean, obviously, Scott got more, had a more, had a longer career he yeah. was over more because of his promos towards the end. I'd say he's a better promo than Rick. Who would you say is the more, uh, the better in-ring Steiner brother? You know, I don't know for pro wrestling. I think from an, and I don't know who is better at an amateur, but as far as technique, I think Rick's better. I think Scott's a little flashier. Um, I think probably Scott's high points are higher because he's doing Frankensteiners. He's a little more athletic uh, in that he's sense. He's probably a better, better raw athlete. Than yeah. Um, but technically, maybe if you average them out, I I would think they would be pretty pretty similar. Rick's, and, you know, and, and it's almost hard to say this because, you know, the thing with, with Bagwell, but I think Rick's a lot safer. I'd agree with that, and, and the, the deal with Bagwell, that could have happened to anybody. Right, I right. mean, that's, you know. But, oh, shit. Rikishi bump from Rick. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I'd agree with that, that he's safer. Um, he probably drops fewer people on his head. <laughs> I mean, they still drop a lot of people on their head, but, yeah, you know, without watching their entire catalog of matches, which stretches back to the early 80s, yeah. um, you, you know, that we're splitting hairs. Yeah. But. One thing I would love to be privy to is, because you know Rick and Scott growing up together, 
like what their backstage like shoot wrestling matches yeah, looked like. Yeah. Because I mean these two guys are both two legit all Amer- college all Americans. The it's the Steiners that Sting talks about on the road. See, he just dropped Stevie right on his head yeah. as we say that. It's uh it's the Steiners that I believe Sting talks about being on the road with where they would hang people out of the car and open up other wrestlers' doors going down the highway and pull people out of their car. Huh. That sounds ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> so Rick Steiner just hit his fin- what would be his finisher in a couple years, and Stevie Ray no-sells it. And it, like, fucking, how about you sell the fucking move, Stevie? Yeah. Just because you hit the power slam doesn't mean that move never happened. Hope you miss whatever this bullshit you're going to do. Good. <laughs> Good. It, I'm it, glad. It, it was a second rope kneeling. I don't a know. Forearm smash. <laughs> he was trying to fist him. <laughs> oh, that's it. Steiner line for the win. Uh-oh. Look out. The talented Harlem Heat is in the ring. God, Booker T's the man. I, I didn't really appreciate how good he was back in this time. Like I didn't until that best of seven series that we've already referenced a yeah. hundred times since we started this. Right. But which being with Benoit helps him a lot there too. But even by himself, I mean he he's good enough where he can carry a match. Yeah. Um. You know, and this is interesting, and I guess maybe they don't have it dialed in. Booker T and WCW, he he never gets over as a heel. So Scott Scott, uh, sacrificed himself, takes a knee to the ribs to save his brother. That's good storytelling. That is. Because Scott's got a match later tonight with the Giant for the title. I wonder if that'll come into play. Probably will. Yeah. If it were today, it wouldn't. (laughs) No. Um, yeah, no, Booker T never really gets over as a heel. Like, you know, when he had his King Booker, uh, run, it was probably the most over as a heel he was. He kind of had an interesting thing there. But like in WCW, I mean, they flirt with it that way with Harlem Heat, but then anytime he comes out on his own, he's, he's a face. Well, it's because he's, he's fun to watch. No, exactly. So he, he has trouble getting over as a heel. Sounds like Disco. Disco Inferno, maybe? I think. Yeah. Yep, there he is. It's interesting. So starting right now at this Nitro, and more so later, there were guys that were like staples of every Nitro in the beginning. Disco Inferno, Alex Wright, those guys, um, Steven Regal, they disappear for a while. But then June, July through August, all those guys start coming back and being on Nitro every week again. Right. Um, and it'd be just interesting to know what was going on backstage with the booking and all that. Well, and you'll see guys just like Guerrero and Benoit, those guys will disappear for a few months because yeah. they're touring in Europe or right. Japan or something like that. <clears throat> Well, the, uh, well, hopefully Disco didn't book this match, or it might be him versus the Invisible Man. Yeah, he's got some interesting booking ideas. We need to we need to like announce one of those. We need to talk about one of those per show. The the Disco book of the week. Oh my god, he has the uh, the evil architect building. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. 
So we get the battle of the two best heads of hair in WCW. We've got Disco and Fern. Yeah. Look, look at that mane on this guy. It's really his only uh, character trait is that he has nice hair. They should have booked. He should, he should be a gimmick. He should be the White Lion and, and insinuate that he was in the band White Lion. Yeah, I mean, he does. He looks like he's straight out of, like, one of those 80s metal band, like, freaking yeah. Slaughter or one of those or, types. Or Wasp. He's too pretty for Wasp. <laughs> That's Wasp true. Wasp was some rough dudes, man. That's true. So this is our first look at Desperado Joe Gomez. You'll remember, I believe, in the last Nitro we talked about, he got um, he got knocked out in about two seconds in a hallway by Arn Anderson and was never seen again. So this is our first yes. look at Desperado Joe Gomez. These dudes got these dudes have have some nice hair. I'll say that. Does Disco have regular wrestling trunks on under his pants? I think he's he's got some like panty lines yeah. going on. That's what it looks like. I love the overdone atomic drop ass bump yeah. that they do. I would also That's like to move. point out, and I don't know this for sure, but we're probably looking at two guys that aren't on steroids. Um, yeah, Desperado Joe, who <laughs> he shouldn't have been called Joe Gomez, <laughs> just Desperado Joe, like he's about to box Homer Simpson or yes, something. Yes, Um, man, look at Penzer's cummerbund. I that know. is hideous. Fight him, Disco. But no, Joe Gomez definitely not roided up. Disco, Disco's got some definition. I mean, you can tell he's, he's in good shape. He's got a belly, I though. Don't, I, don't, I mean, yeah, when he I breathes out. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he's hitting the juice real hard. Nice leapfrog. Yeah. Jesus Christ. By leapfrog, I mean lift your leg four feet off the <laughs> ground. Is it bad that I'm rooting for Disco Inferno? Because <laughs> like I just want to see him absolutely murder fuck Joe Gomez. Yeah. Disco's an interesting, an interesting guy. Like as yeah, far I mean, as just wrestling and character, and there's not really, been, there's no he's been division. around to see a lot of shit. I mean, yeah, and at this time, there's like not really a division he fits in well with. Now, eventually, he will go to cruiserweight for a while. Yeah, and he'll get a run with the TV belt. Is about his height. But even then, like right now in the TV title scene, you got guys that are a lot more, a lot stiffer, a lot more technical. Right. Um, you know, in Luchador, he's the size of like a Chris Jericho. I think they might be drastically different. He might but... actually he might actually be a hair bigger than Jericho. I don't know. They do wrestle, so we'll yeah. get to see that. You know, so but he I, doesn't I don't know. But he doesn't move quite like Jericho. He you know, he kind of moves like a bigger guy who's smaller. Um Yeah. I mean, he's a very it seems to me like he's a pretty safe worker. Yeah. Like his style isn't real flashy, but you don't see him hurt guys. Right. I mean, he has a pretty basic move set, but everything he does looks good. Yeah, no, he, he, it definitely does. Swinging neck breaker. That's his I finisher, think that right? Was, I think that was his finish for a while. Uh-oh, he's showboating. Doesn't he always screw himself over with this? This is kind of his that? gimmick now, is that he dances too much. <laughs> I was going to say he's uh -oh. going to roll him. Going to get crucifix pin. And he was dancing. 
Big win for Joe Gomez, and the crowd likes it for I, some reason. It's because disco was disco dancing. Yeah. No, I don't know if I, Disco's won in a while. I think this is. I think he's. That's kind of his gimmick. Yeah. Is that he's he, like he he wrestles well, but he just screws himself over, and he yeah. doesn't care. Right. Like the thing is, he loses, and he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, it's cool. I can still dance. Yeah. He's got a very good, very positive attitude. <laughs> so, um, I think this is the height of Desperado Joe Gomez in WCW because. He's going to be jobbed out repeatedly pretty much after this. Yeah. He's actually going to feud with Mongo a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's true. Oh, so we get a, a interview with Flair and uh, his three... Uh, three moderately attractive middle-aged women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. God. I, I mean, I guess if you're Flair's age... I mean, hell, I'm I'm 15 years younger than Flair is right here, and I wish I was Ric Flair. <laughs> I, you know, and I guess really what I'm saying is, it's probably more of a positive thing that they didn't go out and get three 18 year olds, three like strippers from yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, it's age appropriate. Yeah, and they they're like, they, and they're mostly covered up. It's right. like tasteful what they're doing it's not like wwf will be in right two years where you got with just, deborah <laughs> you, you just got asses hanging out no this is the most clothing you see on deborah yeah she uh she gets pretty well naked a couple years from now i like the random shirts hanging on the lockers yeah what we got but we got a hulkamania we a got blue a, and, a blue and yellow Hulkamania. Blue and yellow Hulkamania. That's something you don't see. And then it looks like maybe a Hogan bandana hanging down lower. And a green towel. And just a green microfiber towel. (laughs) So we get Flair Savage again. Yeah. Which, since I've seen it already, I will say this. I think this is the blow-off to their feud. Yeah. Because shortly after this, Flair goes into the U.S. title scene. Yes. So... Which I'm not a fan of, but no, it's interesting booking. Um, I don't mind it as an idea, and I think, and we'll see what happens with it. I wish that were something that they did, and they, you know, Ric Flair said, "Hey, I don't, I don't have it anymore. I can't beat these young guys. I'm not in the world title scene, you know, but." But if you want to be where I've been, you got to get through me, and I'm going for the U.S. belt, and you know, I'm tired of seeing I'm tired of seeing this belt get disrespected. No, exactly. Like I'm okay with that. It's you know, oh, yeah. you know, Ric Flair's on his way down. We got new guys in the main title scene, but he's Grant, still good enough for a mid carder. Grant, you're going to be getting a text that isn't for you. I'm texting Zach from downstairs to tell him to bring snacks. Oh, yeah, that's that's a reasonable text. <laughs> Double A and the Crippler. Crippler still showing. I think yep. those are real bruises on his face from uh, the, might be. the Falls Count Anywhere match at Great American Bash. I I don't think Chris Benoit is putting on makeup. Those are probably real. They could be. And if he didn't Dude, get listen those, to how, he might Listen to how over these fucking guys are. And if right they now. weren't, he might have punched himself that night to make it look that way. Uh, yeah, that's possible. He thought about shaking that guy's hand, and yeah. he's like, wait, I'm a heel. Yep. <laughs> I can't do that. Next on Nitro, the American males get destroyed. 
We're in uh, we're in Richmond, so we are in Horseman slash Crockett country. Yeah, and we get the American Mail, baby. They might be one of my favorite jobber tag teams ever. And you know, calling them a jobber team's a little strong, maybe. I mean, they've won their fair share of matches since we've been watching these. I don't know what their record is. I don't think it's good. I mean, they fucking won the titles for a week. She likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, this is the highlight of her year. Yeah, it is. Larry Zabisco says something about Arn Anderson. I don't know if it's in this match, but maybe some matches we reviewed previously. He calls him an endomorphic cyborg, yes. which I love. Like, I want a shirt, that, which <laughs> I'm not an endomorph. I'm skinny. But, like, if you don't know what an endomorph is, an endomorph is somebody who is whose proclivity body shape is sort of rounded. Yeah. A little bit bigger, thicker chest. Usually has a little bit of a belly. But Arn Anderson looks like that and can wrestle for 60 straight minutes and not take a breath. Yeah. So, yeah. That's just, I just love that term, endomorphic cyborg. I, uh, I, I work with a guy who got some of the Arn Anderson-style glasses today. He's an older guy with a beard, kind of shaped like that. And I sent basically my whole team at work an email. I copied them in on it. It was addressed to him. I said, hey, uh, see you with the Arn Anderson glasses. Good call. And it was a picture of the four horsemen with, with Anderson wearing those. And nice. He was both annoyed and amused. That's awesome. He said, fine, next year for work Halloween will be the four horsemen. And I called Tully Blanchard. So, so Arn and Benoit, I really like their team. And they, obviously Arn isn't wrestling. <laughs> Thank you. Zach just brought me... Uh, some sort of brownie type concoction. Is it a prescription um, brownie? I, I don't know. It's highly possible. Um, Arn and Benoit, they don't tag for long because Arn isn't wrestling for very much longer, but I really like their team. Yeah. You've got the real aggressive, young, lion type guy, and then you've got the wily veteran you know, more, slightly more technical, but just smarter veteran. I really like their team dynamic. Yeah, no, and you can you can sell. I mean, that's a common team from back. I mean, it yeah. should be still with good booking, but, you know, you kind of sell it as almost like an apprenticeship. The older guy takes the younger guy under his wing, and then he can turn on him, and there's options yeah. there. I, I mean – and both guys sell their asses off, yeah. which is which is good. Yeah, I wish we were watching them in the Steiners right now. Yeah, which goddamn Benoit's fuck. He just gets in there and he just looks like he's fucking. <laughs> he's just stalk. He's just stalking him. Yeah, and the crowd loves him for it because he's a horseman. Is it bad that I want to see him just fuck up? buff right no, now he's, he's chopping some respect into him <laughs> it's a good sell God. nice yeah Just tells, tells your drop kick to fucking get lost <laughs> since that's one of your four moves that you know how to do as a drop kick spinning is another move not even necessarily offensively just nice spinning. arm drag that was mostly benoit doing that arm drag 
You going for a Famouser? Standing Frog Splash? Yeah. I know Scotty Riggs on Twitter was very complimentary of, uh, I mean, Arn Anderson about how younger guys, he would, he, and that's why he's an agent now. Yeah. I mean, he would always take guys under the, under his wing and really talk to him about match structure and, right. and all, you know, just things you need to know. Yeah. There was, I did some, and I, I've kind of been saving this cause I knew you'd be the, the, the guy to talk, uh, about this with Arn Anderson's one of those guys. And I think he had an interview not very long ago where he made mention of, you know, injuries nowadays, this, that, and the other, um, and about how guys used to wrestle six nights a week and they were in ring shape. You got, you yeah, that was on bumps. his, um, that was on his table for three right. show. There was a player and Kelly. There was a Reddit article or page or whatever, and people were basically ripping him apart because he said that, and his career ended due to injury. I would like to point out, and I think you can attest to this. Hold on. We'll get back to that. The crowd is literally losing their shit for Buff Bagwell getting a mud hole stomped (laughs) in him by Chris Benoit. That is great. Go ahead. And and I think you can probably attest this uh, along with me. Uh, running the ropes for 10 minutes for the first time will leave you with bruises from your hip to your fucking armpit. Yep. I've done it. That's about the extent of my wrestling training is so have I've I learned and, how to one run the ropes. And I was that. Oh Christ. Yeah. Fuck Don't do that. I was uh. insanely bruised and you look at these guys and they're not black and blue from fucking asshole to elbow. Well, they've done it a lot. They're conditioned for it. I mean, there's some truth to what Arn was saying. Man, the cr- listen to the fucking yeah. crowd. They're not paying any they attention just, to Cotton Candy Guy out there in the stands. They just love the horsemen. They don't care if they're heels. I wonder if, I wonder if they didn't get a turd like Mongo to maybe put them over his heels better. Possible, Every- like in other parts of the country. Yeah, I mean, everyone's too fucking likable. You need a turd. You need someone that's hateable. Ooh, hot shot. Oh, nice little touch yeah. there. Arn grabbed the boot, got yep. some leverage. That's it. Benoit's like, what are you going to do about it? That was a good match. That was a good match. I, I enjoyed that. Crowd was into it. Yeah. That's about the best match we've seen out of uh, the American males so far. Yeah, I think so. Which, I mean, look who they're in there. I mean, they're in there with two of the best. Oh, Savage is reinstated, everybody. Yep. Look out. And I like the reason. It's because people wanted him to be. That's what they say. People demanded it. So it doesn't matter how many felonies you commit. <laughs> what Zabisco what was ranting about? Oh, no, I was just saying it doesn't matter how many felonies you commit. If the people want you, you'll be reinstated. Oh, gotcha. Like threatening to blow up <laughs> Yeah. Threatening to blow up government buildings. You eating healthy, Zach? I'm trying. Zach's eating chicken and greens. 
before he hops on here. So, which is much healthier than eating green chicken. The uh, cookie. Uh, I'm picking at it. <laughs> it's kind of hard to eat. <laughs> it's very uh, crusty, crummy. Horsemen are over huge. Yeah, <laughs> they just got done murdering. No pun intended. <laughs> the American males. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's hard to fucking avoid. I mean, Jesus. It's true. I mean, imagine if uh, we were watching an old, an old nineteen like twenties pro wrestling promotion, and the top heel in the company was Adolf Hitler. Yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of hard not to talk about. You know, yeah, Holocaust. you know. All right, this is good. This is good a time as any to talk about this. We're gonna get serious for a second. All right. Jimmy Snuka just passed away uh, yesterday or two days ago. From what I've seen on Twitter, social media, uh, Triple H, WWE, everybody is basically going out of their way to talk about how great he was. Yeah. Um, This is a guy who, for all intents and purposes, it looks like probably might have allegedly murdered his girlfriend. Got away with murder in 1983. Now, look, I'm not taking anything away from what Snuka did in the ring. Snuka, and this this may be a hot take, in my opinion, Snuka wasn't a quarter of the wrestler Chris Benoit was from an in-ring standpoint. Now, granted, Snuka did some innovative shit jumping off the cage. Snuka was great for his time, but Benoit blew him out of the water. Yeah, but that being said, so if Benoit would have killed his wife and then... Okay, keep going. Just listen. There's qualifiers. (laughs) If Benoit would have killed his wife, um, got away with it, wrestled for 15 or 20 more years, been inducted into the Hall of Fame, and like basically just put Chris Benoit into where Snuka is now. Yeah. That's essentially what we got going on. But since Benoit was a decent enough human being to at least kill himself after he did the shit, mm-hmm. and... Basically, remove all doubt is all is all that he did by doing that. Uh huh. There's that's what, that's why I find the WWE yeah. very hypocritical about that. That I mean, Raw's on. We're recording this on a Monday. Raw's on in two hours. Yeah. You think? Uh, oh, they're doing a tribute. Snuka's, you think Snuka's getting a tribute screen? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Probably. Uh huh. Which, granted, Chris Benoit did too, but, <laughs> but they, they didn't did. know. Then they took it back. <laughs> They're like, whoops, so your point no backsies. Is, your point is, who says Benoit was guilty in that situation? I mean, yeah, he probably was. Yes, yeah. he was. He was, but, never, he was never tried. But he never had a trial. Yeah. Like, him and Snooka's situation were no different other than the fact that Benoit happened well, to kill himself. Well, they, they might have been different based on the circumstances. Well, it sounds like Snooka didn't mean to kill her. they were very different. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying. Her. Yeah. Yeah, well, so that's, and, that's and, my... I would, and I would like to point out that Snooka's charges were dropped, but they were dropped after it was shown that he was incompetent and unfit to stand trial. And then he died three weeks later. They, they dropped the charges because they knew if they went to trial, he'd be acquitted as as unfit. Yeah. So it's not like they found that there wasn't enough evidence. And he was he was actually he was found guilty in civil court. I'd say he probably would have been found guilty. Yeah. Had he not been, you know, if he was like a healthy 65 year old man, he probably yeah. would have been found guilty. But who I, knows? I read something the other day. John Tenta was earthquake, right? Yes. 
Did you remember that uh, stable in like late '90s WWF, The Oddities? Yeah, he's yeah. Golga. Okay, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I just knew that. Found that out yesterday. Jesus, we you do a wrestling podcast. <laughs> I, that one slips my. Uh, yeah, he was Golga my, in the in the my learning uh, criteria growing up, I guess. Clay, do you remember when we were first active back when we were active on WrestleCrap? John Tenta like posted on there a lot. Yeah, he was a right he was a he contributor was, to WrestleCrap. Right as he I was, mean, was passing, that was in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when you guys did that. Yep, Tenta, John Tenta was a, a WrestleCrap contributor probably fifteen years ago. Hell of a nice guy. So we get a uh, return match with so that that's just my hot take for the evening. Gotcha. That why why are we all freaking treating Jimmy Snooker with kid gloves when you know? Come on. Yep. Anyway, the only way to be proven guilty without <clears throat> any trial is to kill yourself, basically. So remember that, all you future murderers out there. As far as I'm concerned, you're both potential murderers. Okay. On to a lighter note. On to a lighter note. What's he doing? Quick question. John Tenta. Now, now he's got two arms and legs, but is he a fish? I don't remember. No, no, he's a man. He's a (laughs) man. He's a man now. (laughs) So, uh, I don't even know what's happening. Why why are we even having this match again? We just had this the night before this on Great American Bat. Because they're under contract. Yeah, I guess this is Bubber is uh, using his return clause. Hey, by the way, um, Big Van Vader is at the DDP Yoga House. I saw, saw that. that. He's trying to lose uh, lose some weight. Trying to lose seven hundred pounds. So he hey, can good be for an him. I'm, I'm glad to see him in there. I hope uh, I hope DDP can do him some good. Did either one of you guys hear him on uh, on Chael Sonnen's podcast? I have not. W- I thought he didn't show up or something. No, he didn't show up once. And then he didn't show up another time. Oh, Jesus. And then he He's was finally he was finally on there and just <laughs> I don't I don't know. He was very rambling. I'll say that. Well, did you listen to his Hall of Fame speech when he inducted Stan Hansen? Yeah. <laughs> That's some rambling right there. I mean, he's not the most eloquent person in the world. He just fucks people up. <laughs> yeah. He just cuffs people in the ear as hard as he can. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Boy, oh my! You want you want some of that? Maybe later. Yeah, let's just sit down over there. Yeah. <sighs> so, what did I miss? Um, you missed the Benoit American Males Matt Benoit and Arn. Uh, what was you missed? Uh, Rick Steiner versus Stevie Ray, and there were, and Disco Inferno versus Joe Gomez. <laughs> Oh, good old Joe Gomez. Desperado Joe, as he's now called. If if anyone would like to know what a Southern wrestling fan looks like, look about midway up on the hard camera in the crowd. That is the perfect cross-section. Uh, yeah, just, you know, a lot of African-Americans, um, good old boys in, in uh, polo shirts, big splash from from. Quake muffin here. Dude's athletic for a guy his size. I mean, oh, oh, he's gonna no sell the megaphone. Former manager, yeah. When he was the earthquake, is the Dungeon of Doom still around? Yes, yeah. <laughs> for some reason. 
they are around for a while after this. Oh, they're yeah. around at the same time as the thing that's about to oh, happen. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. For, for months. No reason. For months. So, Power Slam. Well, my family has passed away. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> is that a Power Slam over huge. there that you're calling? You actually heard that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. That there was, was a loud noise. <laughs> Blood drop. Oh, my God. Shit got dark. Now, why is Tenna healing out and putting his feet on the ropes? He's a baby face in this match. Yeah. Just, just because he wanted to? Look at that rat tail on that kid with the green shirt. Oh, geez. That's a very 90s thing. You don't see rat tails anymore. Yeah. The rat I don't know. I think even in the, the 90s, that was kind of like, Fucking Kevin Green's got a rat tail. I know. What's he got here? A sock. Probably filled with something. Sock full of nickels. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that was legit. Oh. <laughs> what is it? What the fuck did he do to you? I, I hope, hope that's filled I with hope, something fluffy. I hope that's filled with, like, something. Ah, oh, that has to hurt regardless. Oh. Look at that. Even if that's filled with, like, Super Bowls or something. I mean, both of these guys aren't around to say, but I bet during that match something happened. There was a stiff shot. Dude, he straight up hit hit. Oh, we're... oh there you go. You're dude, kidding. dude. You're kidding me. He, like, he's legit hurt he's right gotta now. Be. He ate a sock full of quarters in the eye socket. Wow. What you the can fuck, see Bubba? The stiffness there. Jesus Christ! Jimmy's like, man, dude, what? what that hell? escalated quickly. <laughs> he had to get pissed off during that match. Something, or something happened. What the fuck? Usually, you don't. Usually, trailer's pretty safe. Yeah. Like he'll whiff a punch by five by five feet just to not hit the guy. Yeah. I want to see a replay of the fucking sock full of. Goddamn nickels. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> just straight up waffled him in the face. Dude, check out Jimmy Hart's sneakers. They're green and I'm just and... they're they're pretty styling. <clears throat> Jimmy Hart is pretty styling. We gotta get a slow-mo replay of the sock in the face. <laughs> I um I got the uh DVD copy of the Andy Kaufman I'm from Hollywood. Nice. It's fantastic. That's awesome. They used to do like they're checking on him. Look, like he's legit hurt. Yeah. The the guys were in the ring checking on him. Probably because he's got a broken cheekbone. Freaking orbital sockets. Orbital caved sockets in. caved in. Fuck. What if it was the NWO versus the Dungeon of Doom instead of the Horsemen? <laughs> Company would have been out of business three years sooner. Invaders from another company versus fucking cartoon characters. Yeah, from another dimension. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Dungeon of Doom should have been like there should have been a crossover comic with like the Justice League. Dungeon of Doom would have made a good like cheesy like cartoon. Yeah, like. You know, superstar, or what was that? Wrestling, rock and wrestling. Rock and like, wrestling. Dude, the Dungeon dude. Of Doom. No, no, no. You cross them over with the fucking Justice League. You got fucking Aquaman versus Shark. Fuck, cross them over with goddamn He-Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Great He-Man Li- licensed to print money. They basically are He-Man characters. Yeah. Pretty much. 
I mean, they live Kevin, in a big old fucking castle where yeah. the water's not hot. I mean, <laughs> Kev, Kevin said it. Kevin's like, it's not hot. King Kev, Ike and Skeletor are two totally different people, but. Kevin Sullivan's Orko. Nice. <laughs> so my uh, Halloween costume suggestion to Grant is it, it requires very little effort. Is that he wraps himself in toilet paper as the Yeti. Okay. And his his two-year-old son, little face paint, little miniature yellow bathrobe, goes as life-size Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. You just need a robe. It's like that that that's easy. Like the most money you're, you're spending maybe 20 bucks on that yeah. total. <laughs> no one would get it, but it'd be hilarious. The Yeti and Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> the one house that got it would give you all their candy. Yes. Here, just take it. My just lights pr- off. Pray you run into some 90s wrestling mark. Yep. And you just got to bear hug people, Grant. Just and gyrate hips on people. <laughs> give, them, give them the old give dry the, hump. Give them the old yet, hey. They're reminding you of Hulk Hogan still. Yeah, that's a good point. You got to, hey, don't forget about him. They have a Hulkamania shirt behind them. And right there. All right, from now on, and I'm charging all of our listeners, all six of them. <laughs> from, from now on, referring to... Um, Laxadaisically going through the motions <laughs> with a woman will be referred to as giving her the old yete. Just sort of, <laughs> just sort of dead fishing it. Yep, that's good. Let's make that a thing. Just grab, <laughs> squeeze, and hump. Give her, I, her, I yetied the shit out of her. <laughs> I am so gonna yeti you. Oh god. I think when they were doing the whoever this is. I think when the WWF had Dink, they should have done Kevin Sullivan for that. Nice. So we got a red carpet that makes me think it's Flair and the way the crowds react. But it's Macho Man's music. Oh, I need to turn my shit up because I can't hear. I can't hear that. Turn your thing all the way up. That way we can hear Grant. Great. Grant, say something. Something. Ah. That's a, that's good. Yeah, technology. What technology. is this? What's this timer? Oh, so the oh, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's that hour. weird thing they do where they just set off fireworks for no reason. Like I think Luger that, could uh, sell those fireworks pretty good if he's walking down like during the halftime there and uh, the just get just get all just, startled. Yeah, no, that would be great. You need that. someone who gets oh. afraid. Savage mm. is going after Bobby the Brain after uh, last night. So. uh... So Savage is allowed back. In yep, the arena. he's he's reinstated yeah. after the Great American Bash because the fans demanded it. Ah, of course. Like so, now wrestling bookers like listen to the fans. What <laughs> Look the at Heenan! Look at Heenan! Dude, dude, Heenan! If you haven't watched, it, like, occasionally when Heenan would wrestle back in the mid '80s, he's not a bad worker no. at all. Like. Yeah. He's gonna take him bumps. Like he, yes, he's very good. He's very competent in the ring. Yeah, I guess the reason Heenan like didn't want to like be a manager or wrestle at this time in any way is because he liked just going to Nitro and Thunder occasionally. Yeah, and he, he had a, he, he had there. a bad neck, I think, from when the Ultimate Warrior clocked him in the back of the head Probably. at yeah. uh, 
Survivor Series yep. 90. That's right, yeah. Because uh, I think it was Survivor Series yeah. 1990. Cornette just talked about that on his uh, podcast this yeah. week. About how a warrior basically broke Heenan's neck and like, never even said sorry. Yeah, I mean, he fucking clocked him. In the back, and Heenan didn't know he was going to do it, so he couldn't brace for it at all. Yeah. Flair Savage. So he's got a blonde, a brunette, and, a, and another sort of redhead slash brunette. So Flair got a hold of Deborah. So fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, never mind. Really Damn it. That. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, and there's reference two for the night. Mean Dang, I didn't. Uh, I feel bad, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I wonder if we turn people off from the podcast and we say those things. I don't know. Like I, the people, we're not trying. We're just fans. Like, oh yeah, ah, screw you, go. buddy. <laughs> I thought he was actually gonna like shake his hand for some reason, uh, even though he's done that thousands of times. Yeah. He still fakes you out. I people, we're not trying to be like offensive. We really aren't. This is just us talking like we do in normal everyday conversation. Which is quite with offensive each other. to most people. <laughs> so, like, you, you you know the worst. Uh... The worst of that game with these three is that, uh, yeah. Yeah, you only really got one option there. It's, it's, it's going to be at least creepy on one of them. Yeah. I'm interested in what he says here. <laughs> what? He literally just said this. He's just making shit up. Ooh. Ooh. Ew, that is personal. He literally has no idea what his next sentence is going to be at this point. He's like, I better shit talk this fan so I can <laughs> think of something else. Like, these two have been feuding for a while. Yeah, quite a bit. What Basically, se- since Elizabeth showed up. Uh, that was at Super Brawl, where she hit him February. with the shoe. Yeah, they've been feuding since February and June. <laughs> yeah. At least they moved beyond shoes and hot coffee. True. Yeah, I'm glad that stage is over. Oh, shit. What the heck is that? Oh, it's a, is that um, a- this match got three and three-quarter stars from Dave Meltzer. Really? So, it's it's a good match. Yeah. I love it with, that they're fighting with their ring gear still on. Are we ever gonna finish? Still got the glasses. Are on, we ever so. gonna finish Napa wrestling? Yes. I, I have the files. <laughs> it's like yes. I have, I have the plans so. right here. They're all on the hard drives. I think about that monthly. <laughs> Flair's still got his damn robe on. Heck, we can use. I got two K seventeen. We can use that and just up the engine a little bit. There you go. Do some commentary. We need I, to uh, do it before those people die. Yeah, uh, Martin will be there until that day. So. Martin <laughs> Allen are still there. We're talking about shit nobody has yeah. any clue. Totally. Total inside shit. Yeah. I want to see them wrestle the entire match. Macho with his cowboy hat, sunglasses, and jacket on, and Flair with his robe on, and just work the yeah. whole match. <laughs> like 10 minutes straight in their shit. Uh-huh. That? <laughs> that... <laughs> Who's that guy? The security's like, dude, you gotta back up. Dude, calm down. Calm down, dude. 
Have her back. That security guard looked like he's probably a power plant guy. He was massive. A lot he, of them probably were. He was bigger than fucking either one of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So this is really the blow-off to this feud. And they, like I said, they've been feuding since Super Brawl. So, four months... March, April, May, June, four months. Yes, yeah. that, I know it was four months. That wasn't <laughs> you a had question. A qu- it was seemed like a question. Four months is kind of how you said it. I like the under under the, under, the, <laughs> under the. What did reality. what did what did Meltzer rate this? By the way, I think it was three and a half or three and three quarter stars. That's bullshit. You can't quarter this shit. Well, that, Dave Meltzer did that. He's yep, three and three him. quarter stars. That's stupid. That's what he does. I'm sorry. No, you just need he's, to have he's a bigger... rubbing can He's rubbing cantaloupe in his face. <laughs> if you're going to do quarters, you need to have a bigger fucking scale. Speaking of Meltzer's stars, listen to Cornette's podcast from this week and see yeah. what he thinks about that. Yeah, no. About we talked the, about the... About the Omega. I listened to part of that. Yeah. <laughs> Flair likes that. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He's a Free drunk. <laughs> Uh, you couldn't, good. it wasn't that a was gig champagne bottle, so he mm. couldn't just waffle him with it. He's not, I mean, if that were Big Bubba, he would have just he fucking would've. hammered him with it. <laughs> no, he would have put it in a sock first and hammered him with it. <laughs> so you do not spit on my keyboard. Good, good point. I held has it there in. Been, has I... there been color on Nitro yet? Blood? No. Ah, man, not that I can think of. I, think of we had either. we had blood at some of the pay-per-view cage matches. Right. I, I got to think Turner's not a fan of that. Probably not. I don't think we have. You know, some guys take liberties sometimes, but I just, was I know he it just happens. Tr- was eventually. he just trying to shove a candlestick up Ric Flair's ass a second ago? Probably. I think that happened. These guys are beating the shit out of each other. Like, this is yeah. way better than the matches, the last few matches they've had. Yeah. Crowds in when the crowd's into it, it always makes the match so much better. And down, <laughs> <laughs> he just hit the Z button. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, ten years prior, this would have been a uh, divorce papers on a pole match, right? Right. Yeah. Hell, these guys had a world title match at WrestleMania eight. Four ye- four years before this, WrestleMania eight. eight. Yeah, it wasn't the main event, which was bull. Oh, Flair's hulking up. It appears. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> WrestleMania eight was ninety two. Ninety two. So four years. Yeah. As okay. I said, <laughs> I'm just talking out. I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> Math is hard for all of us. Yes. yes especially yes, it is. me. If you or anyone else has difficulties with math. <laughs> oh. Dan Marino's like, I'll help. I'll help you, Mach. Flair just flared over there in the corner. Why, why is he? He's crawling <laughs> under the barricade. <laughs> he's looking under them girls. He's like, like, hey brother. Skirts. Hey, hey brother. Oh, hey no brother. There. Hey brother. Hey, blade me. <laughs> like this answer to fucking just fan. Random person. Blade me. Got to start budget. Kick him in the face. He is asking everyone for cocaine. <sighs> you got any drugs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did we decide that was? That's Norm Macdonald doing Letterman. <laughs> That's like the fourth you, time. You, you got any gum? It's like the. <laughs> it's like the fourth time that's gotten referenced on this fucking show for no reason. Oh, I think it's just a random SNL, but I don't know. Oh, Mach is Mach is hulking up here, no selling shit. 
fans are into it. That's oh, cool. they're they're damn into it. And we are we are in Horseman Country, right? Mm-hmm. Richmond. Yeah, they're into it. Um, just they're just che- they're cheering for Savage too. Damn, is Fleur gonna hit some off the top rope? No, no he's gonna. Oh, oh! oh! <laughs> that was a bit of a botch. I think he neither, clipped it. I don't think the quiet core uh, um, communicated that. He clipped. Well, well. he's supposed to jump over him, but he clipped his foot on the way down, and he couldn't recover. I guess. Shivani doing what Shivani does is selling a pay per view that already that happened. after it's well you gotta buy like I said you gotta buy that re that uh, that re showing. I guess uh, Richard was talking one day and all I do with my life is listen to podcasts. But I guess if you back in the day if you showed moving uh, video from, from any pay per view on your uh, network channel you get fined like thousands of dollars from the pay per view distribution. Really? Oh right. See, they showed they showed um, the interview. They showed the the part right up until the point Bischoff gets powerbombed off the stage. Yeah, and you weren't supposed to show finishes of matches even in pictures. Really, that was part of the stipulation uh, as well. No shit. Oh, foreign object had the knucks. God damn it, Flair's awesome. And oh, I thought he was going to flop. Just elbow <laughs> drop for no reason. Oh, he kicked out. He's going to get in his usual shoving match with Randy Anderson. People just randomly, like, they're not cheering or anything. We'll just oh. stand up and do the four horse and symbol and stand, sit back down. <laughs> Rest Cause bump. Because they're, they're like, hey, you're on TV. Right. Dude, I'm, this is a great match. I mean, both these guys are capable of having a great match, but a lot of times they just phone it in because they are who they are. Another fan observation, there are people in the crowd that, no matter what's happening, constantly look towards the entranceway yeah, because they just, they're waiting for someone to run who's out. Who's going to run out? That gets worse in a couple years. Well, because it gets really bad about that. There's so that. many goddamn runs. Because it happens. <laughs> it literally happens about every match in a year and a half. Oh, he's going up for another elbow drop. He's going to jump over the dames. Get out of my way. Nice. Damn, Liz showing some agility in them fucking heels. He didn't pin him. Oh, there we go. There's the run. Got some horse. Oh, shit. Benoit's like, hey, I want you to pile drive me. He's like, really do it, man. Because I like head trauma. (laughs) Double A. This this match is... uh Uh-oh. Mongo. Mongo with the briefcase. Newly... uh Uh-oh. To the back of the head. Got the Halliburton. Boom. To the back area the bactal area no! there Damn! there we go to the head dude the crowd is losing their mind flair's gonna win this fucking feud they gonna they gonna cheer or they gonna boo oh they're gonna cheer oh yeah look at the people go nuts <gasps> throw the babies in the air that match was pretty well there was like no rest spots in that match at all no. yeah there was no rest there was, spot. There was the time they Plus both, they, both they, went down. Was... They both went down outside for a second, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, those are two two guys in their mid forties that just went for click on cage match. See how long that match went. I love how Benoit's advertising the pay per view that already happened. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a Great American Bash t shirt. He, he gets pay per view buy points for pay per views that already happened. Man, that was only twelve minutes. Twelve forty six. Twelve forty six seemed longer than that. Matches that are short that are good always seem longer than they actually are. 
It's because it was 12 minutes of action. You know, you, you know, in uh, the Fed, you a pile driver is uh, banned. Yeah, like like, like Vince will not let you do a pile driver. Really, it's a banned move. It's like a vertebraker. You can't even do it. So does like Undertaker not do it or Kane or anybody? You can do a tombstone. Okay. You can do a kneeling tombstone. You can't do an Owen Hart break Steve Austin's neck You can't neck do tombstone. the uh, Kenny Omega or uh, Okada jump in the air spin. spin probably not. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to spin in the WWE right now. That's not the safe <laughs> style. Oh, here we go. I'd say those are Man, real bruises too. Sullivan, jeez. Well, uh, before you came down here, Benoit was like legit bruised around his eye. And oh, yeah. Shit. Like, those are probably real. I would like to point out something that they fucked up here. What's that? Okay. There are still Hulkamania memorabilia hanging on these lockers. We just talked about that. No, well, I know. Should... But but the Dungeon of Doom would go fucking ballistic over that. They hate Hulkamania. They should have tore them down in anger. They should, yeah, they should show them going nuts and tearing it down. It's all just a hey. Remember, remember Hulk Hogan. Hey, remember <laughs> don't him? don't forget about him. He might be back soon. He might like show up at some very important juncture <laughs> in the coming months and save the day because he's a baby face. <clears throat> That's a real good question. Were we the uh, you know the, the question of what if what if they never signed Hogan in ninety four in ninety yeah. four. Flair probably would have been the face of the no, company. I would argue they'd probably still be a wrestling fed right now. Probably. I mean, they really would. Because that yeah. set a lot of other bullshit in motion. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that wasn't, okay. that okay, wasn't necessarily Hogan's fault right. at all. But What do you think would have happened if they didn't sign Hogan, but everyone else that got signed after that still got signed? Yeah, that, no, that's... I'd say they'd still be a company because, like, Kevin Nash and all that wouldn't have had the precedent of Hogan. exactly. Well, I'm going to go back to this. I believe Red Hart would have been the face of the company had he come without Hogan. Um, Very possible. It could have been Nash, Hall, and Hart. Yeah, might have been. I don't know. I think all that would have played out because Hogan would have came back anyhow. Hogan would have came to the WWF because he couldn't make it as an actor. Which means Bret Hart never ends up where he is. Shawn Michaels never ends up where he ends up. Hall right. Nash, none of those guys end up where they end up. So instead of the that. NWO, they all go to WCW, and it's a legitimate wrestling fed. And you never have the invasion angle, but you have good wrestling that still lasts today. And Vince well, is out of business. Hopefully, if if that happens and Hogan goes, yeah, if Hogan goes back to the Fed, fucking WCW might win the fucking war. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, no, like just if Hogan didn't come, but everyone else that ever did 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 still come. I, I mean, mean, the circumstances would have been different. These are but... these are all hypotheticals, but they're fun to talk about. Like, I mean, the... if you just want to, if you don't want to get too deep into it, I think Savage takes Hogan's position in the New World Order. Very, very yeah, likely. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe Michaels comes over because he couldn't get quite as over. And he lost his smile. Hell yeah, Michaels might have came <laughs> over if Hogan had not been there. Yeah. There's honestly that would have been more organic because at least yeah, they were all actually like friends, the clip. Triple H may have made his way over there eventually. You never know. Uh, if yeah. Hogan came yeah. back to the Because it's, it's not like he was with Steph at the time. No. All right. He was with China. The, I mean a lot of people <laughs> the, uh, you. Um there's 
I was reading something, I think it was from What Culture, one of those where it was insane wrestling theories. Mm-hmm. And one of them, and I, this is like the one out of those ten that I kind of believed, Jesus' promos went on a long time. I'm yeah. just trying to fill time because this is boring as hell. <laughs> um, that Vince Vince Russo was a plant all along. Vince McMahon said, Vince, I want you to go down your contracts up. Here's the deal. Here's a bonus. I want you to go down. I want you to sink the sink that fucking place down there. I wouldn't put it past him. Right. And then also I wouldn't pat it, put it past that being the plan and then Vince saying he would let him come back but never let him come back because yeah. he basically did what he needed him to do and he doesn't he's pointless to him. Shrewd, shrewd businessman. I, I think probably along those lines but probably much closer to the truth is that Vince McMahon knew without him there to say no Russo that's fucking stupid that he would fucking ruin WCW, so let the motherfucker yeah, go. Yeah, Vince Russo may not have had any part of that. Right. It may have been Vince being like, okay, I yeah, know where sure. this guy's heading. Because uh-huh. Vince McMahon's the Emperor Palpatine of wrestling. He is. Don't forget, folks, they're not a part, or they're not uh, associated with the WWF in any way. The WWE. <laughs> yeah, the WWE. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I, I still think that was a mistake. They should have wrote Vince the check. Yeah. It probably would have been a thing that they had to write a check every week, though. It's so, Ted Turner. Ted they, Turner could buy and sell Vince McMahon fucking a hundred times. Yeah. They write a fucking check for stupider shit than that. Yeah. They're going to fucking write a check to Bret Hart every week to sit on fucking Thunder and talk about his cat, Smokey. So is Bischoff <laughs> done as an announcer? No. Uh, does he come back for a time? He comes back for a time. No, he's not there tonight because he's injured. Right. Yeah. But he comes back. Hmm. They explain what he does with his time off, though, later. Do they? Harley? They do. Yeah, Grant's watched ahead, oh, so right. he knows what's He's like happened. in 1999. No, I'm, in... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ready... <laughs> I'm ready for three count. I thought they were on this week. Oh, God. Three count. I did kind of like that thing from uh, the uh, final deletion or whatever. No, it was called. with Shane Helms, that was pretty awesome, dude. If if Matt Hardy shows up at the Rumble, I will I will mark in my pants. Mark in your pants. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. Like I I'd mark out for that. If, I'd mark if, out for it, but I'm always so afraid of how they'll get used there. I know. I mean, it's like that. AJ. Like he's still awesome. AJ, but AJ, he's not like my favorite anymore. Right. Yeah. AJ kind of. I mean, fucking world champ. It's not like he got buried. It's not buried. However, but... uh, Gallows and Anderson got Die. fucking buried. <laughs> so so if Hardy gets buried in the WWE. Is that lower or higher than the absolute undisputed yeah. king of the mountain in TNA? <laughs> True. Being, being the lowest form of jobber in WWE is probably better than being this champion of TNA. It, it means you probably have a job next week, which in TNA, yeah. I am. Well, they're owned by the Hoodow Company now, right? When, when it's does, like uh, like Getty Lee's the CEO. Yeah, it's like something. fly by night <laughs> cover with Impact right on top of it. <laughs> Um, it sounds like Barnett was well received. I didn't watch. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't seen it yet. I don't think it's aired yet because they record nine months in advance or whatever. Barnett, the guy that does commentary with Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. On yes, Access? he's an MMA fighter. 
wonder if he's but still going to be doing that. He's wrestled for hey, um, Ray Ray. He wrestles or did wrestle in uh, what was it, IGP IGF? One of those. Yeah, the Anoki yep. Genome Federation. Yeah, Anoki Genome. I wouldn't put it past Antonio Anoki to try to clone himself. Yeah, <laughs> he tried some weird Bar- shit. Yeah. Barnett's a good pro wrestler. I'm a I'm a fan of his style. I. Yeah, I like Josh Barnett just as a, he cuts yeah. a great promo. Yeah. You guys, uh, are you guys familiar with Minoru Suzuki? Seems like I should be. I've, yeah, I've no, I don't think I've ever seen him. He was a part of that whole when Anoki kind of branched off into MMA. Okay. He was a part of that. Okay. He was one of their early guys. That's not the great Suzuki. No. That's different. Minoru Suzuki actually just showed up at that New Year's Dash at the end. Okay. They, uh, Suzuki Gun, Suzuki Goon is how they pronounce it. <laughs> it's kind of like the modern day NWO, but also the Bullet Club, as I guess you could say. But um, Davy Boy Smith's son okay. is a part of Suzuki Goon. The Killer Elite Squad. He's a tag team okay. with some other dude. Gotcha. But anyways, yeah, Minoru Suzuki was part of that whole MMA turn. Kind of back in the, more of a shoot style yeah. back in the late '90s, early 2000s, or whatever. Oh, we get a return match from uh, last night with Malenko and uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. This has, this has potential. <laughs> you malfunction there for a second? Or? It's my Rick Rick Sanchez burp. I will say you know, we, will, we will mention this a thousand times between now and, and the end of Nitro. Man, the WCW belts look good. Yeah, they're great. Uh, yeah, cruiserweight belt's a good-looking belt. See what this match... Meltzer, Meltzer rated this match, too. Like, their match last night got, like, four and a half stars. This match gets three and a, three and a quarter. Half a star. Where in nature does half a star exist? That's not a star. That's maybe a black hole or a, a red dwarf. That's hey, not a fucking hey, no. half a star. Did you see the No Fear t-shirt in the crowd? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Zach, do something here. No. 1996 was a September or September, June 17, 1996. See what, um, see what the, uh, see what was number one on the charts, in at this time in like 1996. Like the Billboard, like top the Billboard Top 100 or whatever. or whatever. This is a nostalgia podcast, all in all. We might as well see what else was going on in the world. What's uh, I, I'm 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 gonna guess in the rock charts, um. Uh, Better than Ezra. <laughs> I'm 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 hoping the new release from Best of Van Halen with David Lee Roth's up there, with Miwise Magic. Yeah, come on, like Miwise Magic, which is for some reason my favorite David Lee Roth song, and it's not even. It's really the, good. Uh, the number one song this week was uh, Bone Thugs and Bone Harmony. Thugs, the Crossroads. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Boom, 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 boom. Tell me, I'm going to sing the song. Tell me what you're going to do and ain't nowhere to run. Judgment uh, comes for you and it's going to come for you. Meanwhile, it, or friggin' Ray and Dean are having a five-star match and we're talking about fucking goddamn bone thugs. What did I do? That's awesome. Oh, boy. I like how it takes WCW. It takes it takes them the same amount of time to explain why the hell all the Mexican wrestlers wear masks as it does for all the Mexican wrestlers to lose their masks. Right. 
But like, oh, it's part of their culture, and it represents the fucking Aztec. Oh, whatever and, the and, fuck. Jer- and Jericho's taking it off. This is before uh, Mysterio had the wraparound mask. I can't wait till. Uh, well, this is he had the wraparound mask at Great American Bash. This is just a different. Oh, mask. just an alternate. He's got one. That's his alternate got a, costume. Oklahoma yep. roll. He pressed uh, start instead of A. To yeah, he has an alternate attire on. <laughs> we will see just a little preview of the future since I brought up Jericho. I forgot what a baby face he was to start with. Oh, he's just white meat as hell mm-hmm. to start out. He's Lionheart Chris Jericho. I like it. I didn't realize how over he was either. Yeah, he's just a plucky baby face. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's just like, all right, enough of this. I'm just going to clothesline the shit out of I'm you. I'm bearded Malenko, so I'm mad. I want uh, I want like a Jim Ross, he, he, he killed him button, so I could just... <laughs> Stop the damn match. That man has a family. He killed him. (laughs) God damn. I like this. Sell in the back. His half-drawn question marks on his trunks or his pants look like sperm. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking boomerangs, but sure, sperm. I'll go with boomerangs. <laughs> it's the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> A little modified half crab here. Hold number six hundred and seventy-eight. Arm bar. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for that. That's the yeah, best that's feud of all WCW. Right? That's like mid ninety-eight. Malenko Jericho. Oh, it's Malenko and Jericho. What yep. was the, oh yeah the, the Lenny Lane one was uh, he owes him a thousand dollars, which is just asinine. That's part of the same like, feud though. It was like it was like a Thunder midcard feud. Yeah, what's funny is like a thousand dollars is that nice brain buster. A thousand dollars isn't that much money to these no. guys, <laughs> right? So and an interesting point that we'll touch on again when we get there. I'm sure. Chris Jericho's gimmick at the time, he and it's midcard. He leaves and goes to the WWF and enters with the same exact gimmick, and it is immediately fucking over. Over as hell, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a He's giant just like, production. I'm, it's I'm sort of this quasi-rock star kind of persona thing. I don't yeah. really know how to explain it, but... He's an 80s hair metal wrestler. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Speaking of that, when do we get Van Hammer? <laughs> Well, he's around before the flock. When is. can he start botching the shit out of moves? <sighs> Hell, he's probably around already just on oh, Saturday night. Backflip for no reason. Leapfrog. Oh, electric chair. And uh, that. The electric slide. The electric slide. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we had to line dance for P.E. in fourth grade? Damn it. Now I do. It fucking pisses me off to this day. If I have to remember it, you do too. It's terrible. They were trying to force their culture on us. Yeah. Pretty much. I think we should have had... Here you go. Here's what we're going to do for P.E. We're gonna You're going to work a 10-minute Broadway. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> you're going to move for move, move, recreate the uh, Steamboat Flare feud over Savage Steamboat week. or some <laughs> shit like that. that. Like, I would have been into that. I mean, that's no different than a dance. Does, does anyone remember you... 
we we so we didn't and um it's disappointing as hell our our high school and all three of us went to the same high school you're thinking did, the exact same thing i'm thinking right now I, we, I, did, we, I, I we, we did not um, we did not have a wrestling team no but no, we no, did we, we did for a few weeks in pe we'll get back to you Hold on. have no, a wrestling have class a we didn't have a wrestling team, but we covered okay. wrestling in PE for a while. Okay, yeah, this is for, what I thought. For one, for our freshman year, until like somebody got dropped on their head yeah. real bad, and we had to quit. I was about to make that exact comment. You literally were saying I, what I was. Thinking. There, there was someone who will remain nameless. I dropped an incredibly stiff, and this is collegiate style wrestling, uh, an incredibly stiff uh, pedigree on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Wasn't that? Uh... Yeah, we're not dropping people's his, names. His initials oh. are MC. Nice. MC, okay, I nice, thought it was somebody nice else. Nice T-bone suplex, cradle T-bone suplex from Malenko. I was, so, I, was, I was thinking it was J-O for some reason. So, Grant, are you, the, are you the reason we had to quit doing wrestling and athletic PE? Well, I remember the day I was that a little Shackman, stiff. Announced, Shackman announced we're doing wrestling. Everybody went, awesome! He's like, Amelie, <laughs> not pro wrestling. <laughs> and we're like, dang. South Park did an episode on that. Oh, I, really? uh, yeah. I I stretched a lot of people real good. Just just I had a, I had enough grappling ability that no one was going to wrestle me. <laughs> I mean, this was 1999. Yeah. Right? So like everybody loved wrestling. That's true. Everybody was watching that shit from 98 to 99. Oh man, if only I wonder if Mr. Dieter still watches wrestling, just in case he sees one of us someday. Should so we get him on the about. podcast? We should try. <laughs> he might listen to this podcast. <laughs> might be one of our listeners. Oh, that was nice. <coughs> they got to do the Joey Styles calling that oh. Hurricane Rana. No, it's oh my God. Oh, he just fucking threw Malenko's face right into the bottom rope. Not a big Joey Styles guy. Me he was going to be the voice of WCW had Bischoff bought it. Yeah. A sunset flip power bomb for two. This match is getting some time. Glad to see the cruiserweights being able to work. What the hell? Where? Who's the WWF lightweight champion at this time? <laughs> um, um, it's like making no shoes. It's like, yeah, somebody like that. Like, S.A. Rios or Takamit. They maybe didn't have, the, they maybe hadn't formed the division yet, honestly. <laughs> Malenko just bu just bumped himself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the light heavyweight title might have been a response to this. It's such, it's so garbagey in the in WWF. Counters a Pescado into a reverse DDT mm. and that's I bet it. it. Was, uh, I bet it was Brian Christopher. That was, like, around his, that was yeah. like 98. Yeah. It seems like he had think, that belt forever. I don't think anybody's been able to recreate. Do you know the who the uh, who division. the last light heavyweight champion was in uh, WWF? Let me think about it. The last light heavyweight champion. What year would it have been? Like 2000, maybe. X-Pac. That's wrong. Grant, you got a guess? I, um... No, I have the ability to cheat right now because like I'm staring at it, but I won't. You you are right. It is something stupid. It's a girl. Gilbert. Oh, Gilbert. <laughs> that sums up their division. That sums it up perfectly. Huh? Oh, yeah. 
After this episode, I'm going to have to go tinkle. Well, that's fine. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, never mind. I like. I really like how Malenko wins with a different move every match. Thousand and one. Because holds. he's he's got so many. He'd just beat you with anything. Like the night before this Great American Bash, it was a power bomb. This is a reverse DDT. Like he'll he'll beat you. So many different ways. I, like that's his character. I like that. But his finisher is the Texas Cloverleaf. Well, it, we haven't really seen it though. So yeah, his yeah. finisher could be anything at any time. That's a good gimmick though. His it finisher really, is everything. It, he's just that fucking good. Yeah. All right. So interesting fact here: the WWF lightweight title is the same title that was in the UWA and NJPW. Okay. It was not recognized until December 7th of 97 when Takamichinoku defeats Brian Christopher at In Your House Degeneration X in a lightweight tournament. So, so another year they have a light heavyweight. You're saying that the NJPW light heavy or yeah, light heavyweight title is the yes. title they used? That it is the same lineage if you the champion, it's the same lineage. So right so now, when, when did it branch off then? Um, so ninety seven is when it's first recognized. There, it's vacated. Um, so right now, this is interesting because he'll show up here pretty soon. Um, El Samurai is the champion right now, but in, on October eleventh of ninety six, it will be one of the titles that the Ultimo Dragon has. Oh, the uh, the Super J, whatever that's yeah. called. Super J Cup is a t- is a tournament. No, though. but the, you know the picture of the Ultimo Dragon with like the fifteen All belts those, on. Right, that's yeah. called a Super J something. So on I November just know Super J Cup tournament is all I know of. So I'm reading this on November Super J Crown. Is no, what that's November fifth, ninety seven. The J Crown was vacated. Otani returned go. five of the belts except the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. He was the final wrestle to hold the title before it was returned to the WWF. So there you go. Because that, that, that famous Ultimo Dragon, he's got like 18 yeah, fucking belts. About, yeah. We're, we're going to see that he in about four months. He still has like 18 months. belts. If you look up his name on uh, Cage Match, he's like, got titles everywhere still. I can't wait till we see, see us some Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo it's going to be Dragon. fucking awesome. So you'll notice Scott Steiner has his ribs taped. That was something that happened in the opening match that you oh. missed. Rick Steiner uh, wrestled Stevie Ray. After the finish of the match, Booker T interferes, goes to drop a top rope knee drop onto Rick. Scott shields him and eats the move, so now he's got taped ribs for his title match against... uh, Which means he's going to lose. uh, Yes. (laughs) Was it a couple weeks ago that uh, Scott Steiner hit the giant full-on in the face with a wooden chair? Remember that? I think I, that happened. Yeah, I do remember that. And it was, it was, he hit him right in the goddamn face. Oh, Zach, I might, I might have good news for you. Okay. Uh oh. On the, uh, I'm listening. <laughs> looks like X Pac is the final. Uh, what? Yeah. It's Gilbert. August 19th, 2001. Did he win it from Gilbert? Or was Clay just blowing smoke all together? 
Fuck, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Gilbert, no, there were several after Gilbert. Gilbert lost it to Esso Rios, who lost it to Malenko, <laughs> who lost it to Scotty Tuhati, who lost it to Malenko, who lost it to Crash Holly, who lost it to Jerry Lynn, who lost it to Jeff Hardy, who lost it to X-Pac, who lost it to Tajiri, who lost it to X-Pac. And Abraham begot Samuel. <laughs> I could have swore it was fucking Gilbert. No, it doesn't look like All it. All right. I was so wrong. You're right. right. I, I don't know. Right. I, what the hell am I thinking of? I won't gloat, but I am awesome, and I was right. <laughs> I Bow before me, all-knowing. So uh, Steiner's, Steiner's working the injury angle. He keeps trying to lift up the giant, and as we know... In real life, Steiner probably could just troll him he, around with the he pro- Well, I mean, he probably could fucking German suplex him anytime he wanted. Oh, he... Really, like, really could. He curls that much. If you took Big Show now and stood him side by side to this guy here, they look like two totally different people. Oh, you can't like Big Show's got a big old beard and like, he's, Big Show is not even the same person. He's at way all. thicker now. It would have been interesting to I we need a time machine. There's no way they would have ever done this. But every year the wrestling uh, wrestling organization needs to basically have the NFL combine for all of its wrestlers just to see what they can do. Yeah. I would love to see what a guy like the giant or, you know, any of those guys like that, that you aren't traditionally athletic just to see what the hell they can do. That probably more than you think. Yeah, absolutely. I'd also like to just watch him run the 40. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like viscera runs yeah. the 40 <laughs> dude i bet i bet now and for the last probably 10 years the undertaker probably has a six minute 40 that dude is in phenomenal shit like there's youtube videos of him like um deadlifting like some insane amount of weight yeah no like, he is but but his knees don't bend either <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he's he's obviously like there's also pictures of him walking with crutches. Like he's <laughs> he's got some got some problems, but for that guy to have like he can still do a goddamn plancha and shit. Right. And he's 50 whatever and been doing this since 1991. Yeah. I think even well, had the announcers like, like oh it it, it, it turns right. out it turns out Scott Hudson can like clean and jerk 290 pounds. Just get the announcers yeah, in there get too. Everyone. Just get the announcers just as a reference point. <laughs> like yeah. this is these are normal guys. Like Penzer can bench press forty six. <laughs> Nick Patrick, he started as a wrestler. Am I making that up? No, no. you know you can tell. Like he's a big like. He's a big framed guy. Yeah. Like he's bigger than Ric Flair. Yeah. You can tell he started as a wrestler. Like late in the company's history, like you had that one ref, he's had a bald head, but he was obviously like a bodybuilder or like yeah. even a wrestler on the side. Um, I don't remember his name, but was it, it was T- like towards the end. Was okay, it TNA? That, was it TNA that had ref with a gimmick, or is that WCW? Yeah, they they had ref, uh, ref with a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> then then they had a guy named Shane Sewell, who actually wrestled as a referee. Which actually, you know what? They did that back in WWF in the late '80s, early '90s with Danny Davis, Dangerous Danny Davis. What a dad! Who 
<laughs> who was who was the ref. He was the evil referee, but he also wrestled some, too. Huh. And he had, like, zebra-striped trunks and shit. So, To the other Dan Davis, if you're listening, uh, quit doing shrooms at your kid's birthday party. He, that guy's <laughs> got to be dead. Like, that guy's not still yeah. alive, is he? I don't know. Let's see. I was under my desk at work doing cocaine. <laughs> Bang, banging whores. So for Davis, for the Davis. other uh, 300 million people that don't know what how we're many inside about, like references so have been in this podcast? we we had a uh, motivational speaker in Dude, high school. I just found him. Are you serious? That took he, two seconds. He kind of looks like Jim Helwig. <laughs> <laughs> like you found him on Facebook or something? Or um, he's got a website, but just look up Dan Davis uh, motivational speaker. He's he he refers to himself as a reality therapist. Reality therapist, huh? There's videos on the site. I'm gonna try to find the what a dad speech. Oh no. We'll play that oh, as yeah. part Boy, of the Boy, he intro. does look like Hellwig in that one picture. What's that? He does look a little bit like Hellwig yeah. in that one picture is. So anyway, the story on Dan Davis What a dad is uh <laughs> this guy was uh, like a former foot pro football prospect. And basically, he was a all cocaine American. addict. He was an all-American. Dan Davis. And don't. <laughs> He's just shouting at the camera. We're watching a YouTube video of him shouting at kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You can't. All right. So anyway. Uh-oh. The wooden chair's back in. We'll, we'll talk about Dan Davis later. I know you all are riveted. <laughs> Have we talked about this uh, episode of Nitro at all? Lo- yeah, some. Low blow <laughs> by the road. Up. Oh, Scotty's getting some momentum. Chop block. My mind trails very easily. <clears throat> oh, chin lock. This is good. Okay, so Dan Davis. So this no. reminds me of Shoney's, which is where Scott's Diner works. And we, re- we, really need, we really need to go to that Shoney's. With a camera. Just see if we, just see if we can get him to call us a half-breed. Have a freaking pilgrimage to the Shoney's Mecca. Shoney's in Smyrna, Georgia, or wherever the fuck it is. It's probably just a suburb of Atlanta, I'm sure. It is. I looked it up. Okay. Uh, here's here, here's a video of someone on YouTube making fun of Dan Davis doing an impression. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember that guy that we had as a motivational speaker that was blind that we seen drive away from school? Oh, oh hold on, hold on. <laughs> Holy dog shit. Oh, it, nice. I seen it. I was he watching. just T-boned suplex the fucking giant like it was nothing. <laughs> Damn, he would have won if he wouldn't have fucking yeah. showboated so much. Bad psychology. Dude, like, Bad that's how, like, I and the, the giant's helping him, too. But he made that look very easy. He just tossed him. Just tossed the shit out of him. So if I want something bad enough, I can do superhuman things. <laughs> Heenan, I uh oh, we know how dangerous Scott Steiner is with a wooden chair. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ! It shows like, don't you dare hit me again. DQ, ref. That's what one of those. Fuck? That's one of those. Don't fucking do it because the fans think it's ah! fake. Uh oh, he's gonna no sell it because that was the... rigged. That was a rigged yeah. chair that time. Oh. Uh, 
I like how I think Jimmy Hart just got some of the wood out of the ring so he wouldn't land on the jagged piece of chair. So the, Oh, major announcement after this timeout. I almost wish these had commercials in them. Like, so we can take breaks. Like, no, like era-specific commercials yeah. for like well, Honeycomb you, like, and watch, shit. If you watch and don't do this, kids, it's illegal. Copies like on Daily Motion and stuff. Like right. sometimes the commercials are still included. So Dan Davis was a motivational speaker who would shout at children <laughs> about him doing cocaine in front of his son and getting launched off the hood who, of a car. Who with had a his... short stint in WCW as a wrestler named Glacier. <laughs> like, he basically cuts pro wrestling style promos on high school He basically kids. is the ultimate warrior, but he just like goes to schools and screams at kids. And he probably did less coke. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Turn that shit down. We're gonna oh, get content ID from Danny Davis. <laughs> oh, I'm about to piss myself. You have two minutes. I done drank three Michelob Ultras and I can't take no more. Oh, get on with it, me, Gene. <laughs> So they're explaining to us how they picked the three wrestlers who will face the outsiders at uh, Great or uh, Bash Bash at the Beach. They randomly picked. They had the six best wrestlers with the six best win loss records. Of course, kayfabe, right? Yeah. And the six wrestlers that they picked from were Ric Flair, the Giant, Hulk Hogan. Um, Sting, Lex Luger, and Randy Savage. So how does Hogan not get picked for this? Right. Because the fucker hasn't lost a match <laughs> in eight fucking years. Yeah. Which Ric Flair loses all the fucking time. Yeah, Ric Flair hardly ever wins. <laughs> he wins title. He, he won sixteen title matches, and that's about and it. We never see him win a fucking match. <laughs> He's like Randy Couture. Yeah, he's got a terrible record, but he's a legend for some reason. Because yeah. he wins half of his title shots, which is a million. I just love to think how whenever the cameras turn off, you just know Gene's like this stupid shit. So, <laughs> which one of you whores do I gotta fuck to get a gotta get a double scotch around here? So, it's been announced: Sting, Randy Savage, and Lex Luger versus the Outsiders at Bash at the Beach. Yep. So the stage is set. Speaking of which, we need to discuss our logistics yeah, of how well, we're we gonna. Need to, uh... We need when to, will that be? How many weeks are we from that? We'll like talk about three, I think. We we'll might, talk about we it in 15 seconds. Okay. All right, so this episode is pretty much over. I'm going to leave it with Zach and Grant for uh, for the outro, and I'm going to go pee. So good night, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Clay couldn't wait. Oh, Jesus. It's just the keyboard. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's fine. It's just the keyboard. It's just the Dell Gateway keyboard from 97. So anyways, we'll stop talking about things you guys can't see. <laughs> As Clay goes pee, just want to remind you all that you need to subscribe to us on Twitter and YouTube. And uh, like, comment, subscribe on iTunes. Do all that stuff that every podcast begs you to do every time you listen to one. 
And until next time, I'm Zach. And Grant's not going to say anything, but he's there too, chewing I, on no, something. No, no, I'm sorry. I was shaking my head in agreement that you are Zach. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, see you next time.